I sure hope you and your family have had a Merry Christmas and are looking forward expectantly to a new year. Although this has been a challenging year, uh, here at Grace Fellowship, we've lost some people in our church family that we love very, very much. Uh, we've had a number of people who have uh, had a, a great challenges. Um, some, they've overcome those and gotten on the other side. Some are, are still struggling, but we're doing this together as a church family. And, and I, when I say the best is yet to come, that's precisely what I mean. I believe God has so much more in store for us and, and not just waiting till we get to heaven. I think God's got a lot in store for us coming up, even as a, as the body of Christ here in Greene County, that God's got some great things that he's going to do. Um, this is a little different, obviously, me being here on a video screen rather than being with you in person. Uh, but uh, circumstances are what they are. And thank you for uh, attending the service, for being a part of this, this last service of, of 2020. And thank those of you who are joining us online. I pray that today's message might uh, be a blessing to you in some way. Uh, let's begin by praying. Father God, thanks so much for the ability to communicate across uh, a kind of a different medium. Instead of being right there face-to-face -face with people, eyeball to eyeball, a little bit different, a little bit distance, and yet we all are in your presence. And therefore, if we're near to you, then we are near to one another spiritually, if not physically. So I pray today, Lord, this message might somehow be a blessing. And I thank you uh, that you continue to speak to us, work through us, and use us for your glory and for your kingdom. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it started out quite small. One man uh, who called uh, a few other men to drop everything that they were doing and set out after him. Now, there seemed to be no rhyme or reason as to why these men were selected. Uh, some were educated, some were uneducated, some were well-to-do, others were poor, uh, some were boisterous, others were soft-spoken, some were respected and others were rejected, some were honest, some were dishonest, but most of all, listen, they were just ordinary men. And yet God brought together and the leadership of one unique man brought them together forged them together in, a in the furnace of suffering. They were committed to one cause and they were empowered by the Spirit of God. And these men set about to turn the world upside down. They didn't, they didn't know that when they got started, but that is precisely what God intended for them to do. Now, of course, the man I'm referring to is Jesus. That was pretty obvious, I think. And, and those following him are, were called the apostles later. But when they first started calling following Jesus, they were simply called followers or disciples, meaning those who had placed themselves under the, the leadership and the guidance of a teacher, that teacher being Jesus. What Jesus began nearly two millennia ago, believe it or not, it continues today. Jesus is still in the business of calling ordinary men and women with all their faults and failures to come together to follow him. He didn't ask us to get ourselves fixed up first. He asked us simply to come to him, uh, to trust him, and uh, to let him do his great work in us and then his great work through us. Jesus changes us. And then he uses us as a force to change the world. That's Jesus' plan. You know, back in 2004, when Grace Fellowship came together, uh, we wanted to follow Jesus' plan. It's been a challenging year, but you know what? 
we still want to follow Jesus' plan. We did pretty well here in our community for for a good while keeping this COVID-19 stuff at, at arm's length, but the numbers have recently gone up and it's affected some of our church family. In fact, I just found out uh, a couple of days ago that uh, my mother is has come down with it. And so it, it really has, it's turned the world upside down in many ways. Um, but even with all this, even with all the, the heartache and all the changes that this pandemic has created, uh, the strain to families, the, the, the stress on businesses and communities and, and churches, no one's been un, untouched by this. But in spite of all this, we still have a mission to call people to faith in Jesus Christ and to help them grow in that faith. We have a mission to strengthen families and to, to serve others in Jesus' name in response to all that God has already done and expecting that he's going to do great things in the future. I just want to share this simple truth. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Will there be challenges? Absolutely. Are there going to be struggles? Sure. Will there be heartaches? Yes. But in the name of Jesus, and as we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we're called to overcome those challenges, to endure the struggles, to feel the heartaches of others so that we might respond to them in compassion. So know this, we have a God who's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So how will we face these challenges to come in the new year? Let me take you back to Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was in agony as he considered the mission God had before him. He, he knew what he was called to do, and yet it was still a struggle. He prayed this simple but powerful prayer. He said, not my will, but yours be done. And I'm convinced that if we are going to do all that God has called us to do in 2021 and beyond, then we're also going to have to get on board with that prayer. That's got to become our prayer. That it's not about our wills. It's not about our wants. But what we want more than anything else is a will of God. Now, that's a dangerous prayer. It moves Jesus from the, the co-pilot seat and puts him in the pilot seat. Um, we give him complete control of our lives. We submit our desires to him. And, and we give him his rightful place as Lord of our lives. In other words, we get off the throne ourselves and let, let Jesus be Lord. We fall into step behind him, just like those disciples did over 2,000 years ago. We seek to follow Jesus, whether we are worshiping and fellowshipping in the, in the building that we have, or whether we're serving others and sharing Jesus outside the walls. What we want to do is to remain consistent to who we are as the people of God. Our mission statement says it simply, Grace Fellowship exists to glorify God by bringing people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. God the Father sent his Son into the world. He shed his blood on the cross for sinful man that we might have life and be brought back into right relationship with him. And then he gave to, to the church, that includes us, this commission to make disciples, to declare that there is life and there is hope to be found in Jesus. So we as a church call people to believe in Jesus and to grow 
in that faith. There's only one hope for humanity, and that hope is in Jesus. Jesus put it this way, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. The very first Sunday, July 4, 2004, where we held our worship service in the Greene County High School. Take two on that paragraph. The very first Sunday, July 4, 2004, when we held our first worship service in the Greene County High School Auditorium, we did so proclaiming that Jesus is essential for salvation. And we're going to continue to proclaim that message in 2021 and beyond. As long as the Lord allows us to remain on this earth, we're going to proclaim that message, that truth, unvarnished, uncompromised until Jesus comes back to take us home. I want to encourage you, place your faith in Jesus. If you've never trusted in Jesus, if you've never never come to the point in your life where you recognize that you're a sinner separated from God and you turn from that sin and turn to Jesus in faith, what better way to start a new year than starting it with Jesus? And if you've already placed your faith in Jesus Christ, then commit yourself to grow in that faith, to continue to get deeper and deeper into his word, deeper and deeper into prayer, closer and closer to him. The more you know Jesus, the more you will be like Jesus. And as we become more like Jesus, then we can truly change our community and change our world. We as a church call people to believe in Jesus and to grow in that faith. We also call people to belong to the body of Christ, to connect with other believers. We were never designed, never designed to go it alone as Christians. God's desire for us is that we overcome the things that divide us, skin color, politics, whatever it might be, and come together around one person, Jesus who unites us. We are, in Christ, God's family. We are, in fact, the body of Christ in this world. Romans 12, 4 and 5 tell us, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Did you get that? Each member belongs not only to Jesus, but to all the other members. Now you can get lost in a crowd. You can even be lonely in a crowd. But when you truly connect with other believers who will pray with you and encourage you and challenge you and hold you accountable and help you understand and apply God's word to your life and to your family, it is transformative for you. It is transformative for your family. You, you grow together and serve together and celebrate together and grieve together and worship together and basically do life together with members of the church family. We are made for community. And our spiritual growth is stunted when we disconnect ourselves and, and remain isolated from the church. We call people to believe in Jesus and to grow in their faith, to get connected, to belong. But we also call them to become more like Jesus daily in attitude and action. We want want people to believe. We want people to belong. But we believe when this happens, 
it leads to real life change, real life change, to becoming more like Jesus every day. First John verse chapter 2, verses 5 and 6 says, this is how we know we're in him. This is how we know that we're in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus lived. Our lives need to come in line with who Jesus has called us to be and what Jesus has called us to do. Our world and our community desperately need living, breathing examples of what it means to follow Jesus. We will never make a difference in this world until we live lives that are different from the world. If our values and our lifestyles track right along with the world, then, then if we're indistinct from the culture, we won't make any difference. Our life should be shaped by the words that Paul told to the Corinthian church. He said, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. The world is filled with popular people who set trends that it seems everybody in the culture wants to copy. But you, Peter says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And so today, as we stand here at the, the edge of 2020, about to step foot into 2021, today and every day after, we Grace Fellowship, Grace Family, listen, we are a community of people who declare that we believe in Jesus and are determined, committed to grow in our faith. We declare that we will belong to the body of Christ, where we are intimately connected to our fellow believers. And that's for our benefit. It's for their benefit, but it's also for the benefit of the world. And we also declare today that we will allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us, to make us more like Jesus daily in attitude and action. I invite you today, just as I did way back in 2004, to become a part of something God is doing that can radically change your life, radically change your family, radically change this community, and believe it or not, radically change this world. Will you believe? Will you belong? Will you commit yourself to become the person that God created you to be in Christ Jesus? The best is yet to come. And I'm glad that together, we're a part of it. Listen, if you need if you need to make a commitment to Christ, what's preventing you today? What's stopping you from taking that step of faith to renounce your sin, to renounce your selfishness, and instead to embrace that God has sent his Savior, his Son Jesus, who not only came to give you an example of how to live, he came to die for you, to die on a cross only to be raised up on the third day. He died for your sins and he rose to life and offers life to you. If you'd like to receive that life, let me ask you to do us do me a favor. I'd like to know you're ready to take that step and we as a church would like to come alongside you to help in whatever way we can. If you could simply send a text message, if you'll send the name Jesus to 706 
703-434-7477. We will follow up with you and we'll do everything we can to help you get started in following Christ. If you would rather send a an email instead, you can send it to my next steps at gracefellowship.ws and we'll get that and we will follow up with you. If you're ready to take that step, then I want to pray for you right now. I also want to pray for those of us who are believers in Christ who are ready to go farther wherever Jesus leads. That's where we want to go. Would you join your hearts with me in prayer? Father, I want to pray for that individual today who is convicted of their sin, who is drawn by the Holy Spirit, and who is ready today to declare Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. Lord, I pray that nothing will get in the way, that they will not believe the lies of Satan, but instead, Lord, will believe your truth, will embrace it and be changed by it forever. And Lord God, I pray that you will give that person the humility and courage to share that decision with us or with another trusted Christian friend so that they can begin their journey of faith. Lord, I pray for us who who already have made that decision, who already have taken that step of faith. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen us, encourage us, empower us, and use us as we follow in your footsteps. Lord, wherever you lead, we want to go. Whatever you call us to say, Lord, we want to say it. We want to be your people who make a real difference in this world because, God, you have changed us from the inside out. Lord, thank you that we can declare with faith and confidence that the best is yet to come. And we pray that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. I hope you had a great Christmas, and we look forward to a wonderful, wonderful new year.